Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, your go-to source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We hope you tune in often for all things people management, organizational development and change, organizational leadership, and social impact related. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Amy Lynn Durham about utilizing spiritual intelligence to create a healthy workplace culture. Amy Lynn Durham, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. My yeah. first podcast interview of 2022. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> well, welcome. Yeah. Uh, that's that's exciting. And hopefully you're having a good start to your year. Um, I love having the opportunity to have these conversations with, with individuals like yourselves. So many great thought leaders out there sharing so much great wisdom with the world. And I'm excited to have a conversation with you. And I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule in this new year to share your insights with me and my listeners. Today, we're going to be focusing on this idea of spiritual intelligence or spiritual quotient. We talk about IQ, we talk about EQ. SQ is, is another great uh, area to focus on. So we're going to explore that together. We're going to talk about how utilizing SQ can help you create a healthy workplace culture to drive dynamic teams. As we get started, <laughs> I wanted to share Amy's bio with everybody. Amy Lynn Durham <laughs> is the owner of Create Magic at Work and a UC Berkeley certified executive coach. She is certified to coach in the 21 skills associated with spiritual intelligence or SQ using the SQ 21 assessment and an emotional intelligence practitioner. Amy has spent years in the corporate world successfully managing hundreds of employees for private and publicly traded companies. Her company, Create Magic at Work's intention is to offer spiritual intelligence and emotional intelligence tools to energize and transform the workplace. As an expert in building positive company cultures, Amy designed Creative Magic at Work to bring a variety of services and strategies to aid in cultivating teamwork and harmony in order to improve profits and employee morale. Uh, what a wonderful background. It's so uh, interesting. I'm super excited to unpack this with you. Anything else you would like to share with listeners by way of your background or personal context before we dive on in? The only thing I would add is I would say maybe not expert in company culture, but advocate for healthy workplaces. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Excellent. Well, let's start with this idea of SQ or spiritual intelligence. <laughs> Unpack that for us a little bit. What are some of these, these key components that make up SQ? Now, again, uh, people often, I, I think everyone's probably familiar with emotional intelligence or EQ, mm-hmm. um, taking IQ tests, those sorts of things. Um, LQ, love quotient, that's another one that I've heard uh, that's out there. Um, what it exactly is SQ? Why is spiritual intelligence so important today? Yeah, so there's a lot of cues coming out, right? <laughs> And EQ is talked about quite a bit in, in the workplace. SQ 
okay, th so this is arguable, but this is a really great way to frame it. You get to SQ by way of EQ. If you compare it to the adult development theory, you start having the ability to exhibit compassion in a real way. Your brain is developed in that way around your early to mid 20s. As you move forward through your life, usually around your early to mid 30s, you reach that point where you can really tap into your SQ or your spiritual intelligence. And that's when you start. And again, there's exceptions. We're all human, right? But that's when you start thinking, why am I here? What am I doing in this job? <laughs> what is my life? Maybe you start pondering your life purpose. Maybe you start pondering your values. And if you're living your life in alignment to those values, and that's what, that's the SQ part. That's the spiritual intelligence part. So when we talk about spiritual intelligence for the workplace, it's faith neutral. You can be atheist. You can be agnostic. It's not religion. It's a different place in your brain that you can access. And there's a couple definitions for it. One I like to share is the ability to make decisions with wisdom and compassion and maintain inner and outer peace, regardless of the situation you're in. That's like the ultimate, right? The ultimate spiritual intelligence. <laughs> and I laugh because that's a tough thing to do is maintain inner and outer peace, regardless of the situation you're in and still make decisions with wisdom and compassion, even under great stress. So you take that and think about leaders being able to make decisions under great stress with wisdom and compassion and maintain inner and outer peace while they do it. What do you think is going to happen within an organization when that type of leadership is going on? I, I just want to zoom in and highlight something you just said. So when we talk about spirituality, I, I think in many people's minds, that means organized religion or whatever faith tradition you might've been raised in, or, you know, you know, there's so many, um, spirituality is not necessarily religion. Now religion can have spirituality. Uh, I think people are involved in organized religion because they're seeking spirituality, but you can be a, a spiritual person, uh, without being connected with any specific faith tradition or, or, you know, any institution or organized religion. And it really is, it's not about any particular belief system. Yeah. Spirituality is more about that connectedness to self and self-reflection and introspection and being able to go through the process of understanding who we are, what our values are, and having that drive our actions and our behaviors um, with self and others, right? That That is a, a spiritual kind of a dynamic. And so I just, for anyone who's listening, who is, you know, religious and spiritual, great. Um, I, I don't think you're going to have any problem with anything we're talking about with anyone who, who um, identifies, you know, as agnostic or atheist, this, this is still for you. Like everything we're talking about has really nothing to do with religion, so to speak. It has nothing to do, uh, particularly with, uh, even with, you know, a belief in a deity or, or anything like that, but it's, it's all about connecting ourselves to others and better having a better understanding of who we are and, and what drives those connections. Right. Right. So there, as long as you believe that there's a place within you 
that you can access that comes from wisdom, compassion, love, you can work on the 21 skills of SQ, or you can work on your spiritual intelligence. There's three skills in the 21 skills of SQ. This is designed by uh, Cindy Wigglesworth. And I'm super grateful that she designed this because it gives us corporate leader people something tangible to hold on to because that spiritual space can sometimes feel like woo woo. (laughs) And so there's three skills I want to highlight, particularly for 2022. Um, personally, because I chose to work on this myself for the year of 2022. But the SQ skills are broken up into four quadrants. And in the first quadrant, skill five is creating an awareness of your ego versus your higher self. And learning to differentiate when you're operating throughout your day, whether your ego is in the driver's seat versus your higher self, that place within you that comes from wisdom, compassion, love, etc. And then it's correlated over to quadrant three, which is, um, I, I get the numbers mixed up. Okay. So skill 13 is keeping your higher self in charge. And then skill 16, which is my main practice this year is seeking guidance from your higher self. So important. And if, when you were talking about religion, you can say seeking guidance from your higher power or what you, whatever higher power you believe in, whatever works for you, right? And I just want to highlight these particular skills because I feel like they're going to be a pretty big theme in 2022. And personally, just to share a personal story, in 2021, I had a huge SQ experience where, you know, I was, I was going through some difficult moments in my life and I was running to experts to tell me what to do. We get in that, that trauma space where we become afraid and we don't feel safe. And I was just literally listening to experts instead of taking time to sit with myself, which I knew this, I'm an SQ coach, right? I mean, we all fall into these traps on our life journey and I shouldn't call them traps. They were learning. It was a learning experience. And it was a huge lesson for me to access my own inner wisdom and sit with something and be uncomfortable with it until I decided what was right for me, even if it took a couple of days, a week, whatever the case may be. So I took you kind of far out on that, but I wanted to talk about higher self, higher power, and, and you know, share a personal story on what that could mean. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad that you, you highlight the fact that we all fall into you know, we, we all step into these same kind of patterns over and over and over again. So even you know, when we are trying to practice mindfulness and, and introspection and self-reflection, and we're trying to, to reconnect to our inner self and, and really understand how we connect in compassionate, meaningful ways with those around us, we're human and we're not perfect. Like, so we all will, will, uh, will make mistakes and we all will have setbacks and it doesn't matter how much you know, we, we are aware of what we're doing. Like we, we're just human. So we, we tend to do these things over and over and over again, and hopefully we can learn from it. Hopefully we can do it a little bit better the next time or make a pivot or a course correction or an adjustment. But the reality is it's, it's, it's a lifelong journey, isn't it? hundred percent. And it's this, this particular skill that I'm just highlighting in our conversation, 
you know, it's a lifelong journey practicing accessing what what I'm going to say is your own intuition and and weeding out the outside noise. And then just just to add a different point to this, you know, I have clients. This isn't just a, a one and done. To me, this is a whole life's work that you can dive into. I have clients that that knew what their life purpose was for years. And all of a sudden something changed in their life and they don't know what their life's about anymore and they need a new purpose. So we go through cycles in our, and seasons in our life, um, which is beautiful, <laughs> but it's also a great thing to highlight, to not be so hard on ourselves. You know, this is a practice, radical self-forgiveness recognize repair and recover i always love to share that yeah yeah good so if if we can start to develop this spiritual intelligence and really focus in on the sq components um like you said it it it, i think it builds off of the eq elements that i think Mm -hmm. many uh, listeners are already very familiar with um ultimately the s the eq the sq this puts us in a better position to be, you know, uh, an inspiring, motivating, uh, and insightful leader for, for our teams and to create the kind of a culture, the type of environment that's going to be healthy and safe for our people to thrive. Um, can you give us some examples of some of those, those SQ skills that translate over into really creating that kind of a healthy workplace environment and culture? excited to announce the publication of my new book from HCI Press, Bluer Than Indigo Leadership, The Journey of Becoming a Truly Remarkable Leader. Early in my adult life, I learned about an Asian proverb that translates as bluer than indigo. If you think about the color indigo, it is a brilliant, deep, and vibrant blue. What some would call the bluest of blues. To have something that is bluer than indigo is rare and truly remarkable. Contrary to popular myth, there is no one-size-fits-all or cookie-cutter approach to effective leadership. There's no silver bullet, no secret sauce, no go-to model that will solve all of our problems. The truth is, great leaders have all had their unique strengths and flaws, and have all had to discover and then pave their own distinctive path in their life's journey to fulfill their leadership potential. Bluer Than Indigo Leadership will help you discover your own path and explore those ordinary, everyday actions that will help you respond to an uncertain future and produce extraordinary results for individuals, teams, and organizations. Yeah, absolutely. So um, just, you know, one thought on that is they really correlate with quantum leadership, with understanding that chaos and mistakes can actually create innovation and inspiration in the workplace. Some of the skills that, that tie into to having a, a healthy workplace are making wise and compassionate decisions. That's a skill that a lot of my clients work on. Being a wise and effective change agent. May, uh, be a calming and healing presence. Those are, those are three I'd, I'd really love to highlight, um, because 
often when I'm doing a coaching session with a client and if they're an executive leader, they always want to go to skill 19, which is making wise and compassionate decisions. And they want to talk about it. And it's so cool because it is, it's positive and it's exciting that leaders do want to talk about that. And there's usually a couple of things that arise depending on the leader. One is they, they need to make wise and compassionate decisions for themselves. And they might be feeling drained. They might be falling into the category of an empathetic leader where they're taking on other people's stuff and they might need to do some healthy boundary setting for themselves, make wise and compassionate decisions for themselves. And then the other one is tapping into the experience that we are all one and that a decision that you make as a leader actually ripples out and has a huge effect and that the energy you portray as a leader actually multiplies 10 times over to your team. And so then there's a lot of like humanity exercises that we can do where you can see the, the humanity in each other. You know, just like me, this person wants to experience joy in their life. Just like me, this person is trying to avoid pain and suffering. That's one exercise you envision them. And you kind of, I walk you through that. Did that answer your question? I don't know if it did, but, but the ripple effect that this has. No, that is helpful. Okay. And, and I, and I appreciate the, the generosity of how we interact with those around us. Again, recognizing we are imperfect individuals. Uh, you know, I think most people really are trying to do the best they can, the best they know how, and we're just human and we're, and we're fallible and we're, we're imperfect and we, we make mistakes and they're learning opportunities. And so we need to have self-compassion and, and forgiveness and, and be generous with ourselves. We need to do the same thing with those around us. And it's really hard, you know, when, when someone who's on our team says something that's offensive or they do something that's hurtful but we have a choice on how we're going to respond in that kind of an environment. Now there are, there is going to be a time and a place where we need to be uh, directly responding to um, harsh things that people do or say, I am not suggesting that we, we just put up with, you know, any abuse that anyone ever does, but if we can be generous with people and recognize that most of the time, most of the people around us are also trying to do the best they know how, and they just, make a mistake or they, they step in it. They, they put their foot in their mouth. They say the wrong thing. Um, but, but usually most people have good intentions. If we're generous in that way, uh, then we're able to respond. What I'm hearing you say is then, then we're able to respond in a much more productive way that allows us collectively them individually, but us collectively to learn and grow from what just happened. And, and rather than just finger pointing and, and shaming and, and some of those types of negative things, now we can, we can lean into the messiness and the complexity, the, the uncertainty and grow from it. Uh, is that what you're, you're suggesting? I mean, to me, for me, spiritual intelligence is all about this operating from your higher self space and having your ego be in service to your higher self. So you're talking about ego in the workplace. What this does, this practice, this intelligence that you can tap into is it creates a workplace culture with less ego induced drama. Yeah, there's going to be drama at work, of course, emotion, we're human, 
all of these things going on. But ultimately, what's going to happen is if you're operating from the skill set, you're going to create a company culture with less ego-induced drama, right? And and you'll find as you continue to practice operating from the space that drama just sort of falls away from you or people that are angry, they sort of, the anger sort of dissipates in your presence, which is really beautiful. And I, you know, we're talking about some deep stuff here, deep inner work, take a look in the mirror, work on yourself. And not all of it is puppy dogs and rainbows and ice cream, but the benefit from it is really great. And so what I did was I created my company, Create Magic at Work, and I developed all of these fun tools that you could do as a leader in the workplace. So the SQ is like the deep one-on-one inner work. And then the Create Magic at Work piece is the fun stuff that you can do as a leader with your team to elevate EQ and SQ and have a little fun while you're at it. Because happier employees outperform the competition close work friendships, boost employee morale by 50%. So it, it'll, it adds to all of that. Yeah, I like that. And can you share um, more of, of some of those types of activities that you do, you know, the create magic at work to, to create that fun, to create the, uh, the, that positive environment? Yeah, I'm going to stay on this higher self, accessing your inner wisdom theme or accessing your intuition, how, whatever language you want to use. Um, One of my favorites is I developed a journal prompt card deck and it has, I meditated on 33 themes for your career for work. And each card has a theme and an affirmation and then two questions for you to journal yourself and practice accessing your own inner wisdom. So I think the easiest thing I like to do is we can just pull a card for your listeners if you want to. And for you and for us today. Yeah. Yeah. Kicking off 2022. Okay. I have the deck in my hand and I'm not looking. I'm just going to see what card comes out for us for 2022. Oh, this is so awesome. Okay. So this is out of 33. This is the one that was sticking out and we got expansion. So I get, I get the chills when this stuff happens because it's just so you can't make it up. The affirmation on the card is I am proud of my unique skills and I use them to open new doors for me. And then questions for us, no matter when you're listening to this, this message is for you from the universe. What are some ways I can apply my unique skills in the workplace? So you would access your own inner wisdom, sit with that journal, that. And then the other question is what tasks or activities feel creative and effortless to me? So getting you into the space of figuring out what tasks and activities put you in flow, which is tapping into your higher self. So what I like to recommend is that leaders do this with a group of people. I did this with my employees. We would end a session, you know, 10 minutes, each person draw a card meant for you. It's a message for you from the universe. Everybody sit 10 minutes. Don't overthink it. Rapid write it. Access your higher self. And then if you're comfortable, let's share answers. And what what that does is it opens up the space for people to get to know each other in a much deeper and richer way at work. We see the humanity in each other. I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that was John's dream. Wow, I'm going to call him and talk to him, get to know him a little bit better. John, you need help on the project you're working on? I have a little bit of spare time. 
everyone starts talking to each other and then it frees you up as a leader to do your job. So yeah, it has a huge yeah. ripple effect and this isn't just journaling. I mean, I'm really passionate about it. So thanks for letting yeah. me share it. Yeah, that that's awesome. Um, and and I, I like the focus on simplicity and consistency over time. So it doesn't take like any... I mean, there are a whole range of things that we can try to do to tap into uh, this, this spiritual intelligence, um, but it doesn't need to be a huge thing. It can be simple, like, like just taking a few minutes with uh, one of these cards or something similar, uh, taking a little bit of time with journaling, taking that time for self-reflection and then, and then acting on it. I, I think that's wonderful. Amy, it has just been a real pleasure talking with you today. I know at the time I'm going to have to let you go here in just a couple minutes, but before we close today, I wanted to give you a chance to share with listeners how they can get connected with you, find out more about your work, and then give us a final word on the topic for today. Cool. So create magic at work.net.net. I wasn't able to get the com. So it's create magic at work.net. You can find everything there. I'm also on LinkedIn under Amy Lynn Durham. And I'm actually offering an SQ experience for 2022 that's new. So if you're interested, message me on LinkedIn or go to my website and schedule a one-on-one with me. And you can find all my products on um, createmagicatwork.net as well and on, on Amazon. My book, journal, journal prompt cards, all of those things. So if you're a leader and you want to test some of these activities out, go for it. Hit me up. I, I love to be a resource, questions, all of those things. And then final word, one of the skills in SQ is, is it was what, what is your skill level on your breadth of time perception? And as a leader, can you operate in the paradox that your life is both extremely profound yet also a tiny piece of the history of the universe and can you make leadership decisions based on that and it's a daily practice and exercise that radical self-forgiveness if you feel like you make a mistake I love it. I love it. Thank you, Amy. It has just been a real pleasure. I encourage listeners to reach out, get connected, find out more about what Amy can do for you. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. alchemy of truly remarkable leadership, ordinary everyday actions that produce extraordinary results. Consider how the nature of work has shifted over the past 50 years with increased globalization, rapid technological advancement, and the shift in economic composition. The average job of today looks very different than the average job of 50 years ago. What will the jobs and organizations of tomorrow look like? Moreover, what does this all mean for organizational leaders? What are the core competencies and capabilities of organizations and their leadership that are prepared for continued disruption and geopolitical and socioeconomic shifts? Regardless of what the future holds, increasingly, leaders need to be socially minded, data-driven, decisive, champions of talent, and disruptors of the traditional notions of leadership, teams, organizations, and work. The alchemy of truly remarkable leadership will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life.
check out Human Capital Innovations magazine, Human Capital Leadership. Human Capital Leadership is a free interactive e-magazine with the mission to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We publish issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Take a look at the latest issue and let us know what you think. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week. Check out our new weekly LinkedIn newsletter, Alchemizing Human Capital, exploring industry trends via original research and interviews with executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We look forward to having you join us.